coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster. I'm here with the Doc. Oh, we already did this. We'll do it again. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. Number one, uh, the Bellator fights this weekend from Tokyo, Japan, where um, Rampage Jackson fought Fedor. They're both, what, about 41? Somewhere around there. 41, They're, 43. Yeah. Which is young to me. Yeah. <laughs> For a fighter, it's kind of the upper limit. It's the upper limit, but... Um, they both have kind of up and down careers of late, uh, but both of them, uh, a big thing about this fight, like I said, it was in um, in Tokyo. Both of them are probably bigger stars in Tokyo than they are in the United States. Both of them made huge names in Pride. Um, and, uh, I mean, I was with... Uh, Rampage in Japan a couple times, you know, once when he fought Chuck and one other time. And just like um, going around with him, like through the city, he was unfucking believable. His, the way he interacts with people, it was just hilarious. I mean, he's just a funny guy. He's a really funny guy. Um, and he was huge there. They wanted, they, they would stop him in the street and, and, Ask him to slap his face, their face, because that was like some kind of custom that I think Antonio Inoki was that his name, the guy that fought Muhammad Ali. Remember that famous wrestler? He's like a huge promoter now, and I guess it's a big deal for people to go up to him and ask him to slap them in the face. And they used to do that to Rampage. It's pretty fucking funny, and and. And we both know that, I mean, we all know that, uh, not just we both, but we all know that uh, Fedor was huge in pride. You know, he came to UFC, I don't know, did he ever fight in the UFC? I think once maybe, or no, maybe not at all. I don't think he ever did. Yeah, he probably never did. I remember them trying to negotiate with him a bunch of times, it just, it just never, it never really worked out. So he, so he never fought in the UFC, yeah, I guess not. But he did fight in pride. So, anyway, um, he they both were huge in pride, and um, and it was it was a it was a great build up to the fight. I honestly thought Rampage was gonna tag him. I thought um, because uh, because um, Fedor has been getting knocked out lately, you know. So I thought he was gonna rush in and get knocked out by. Uh, by Rampage, but it was the other way around. I mean, they both kind of went back and forth. Fedor looked a lot faster than he than he has lately. Uh, he ha he was actually putting combinations together, and he didn't knock uh, Rampage out with that overhand right he usually knocks people out with. He threw a straight right, and it kind of caught Rampage. It looked like it caught him somewhere on the cheek. He was like trying to defend it, but at first it looked like. If that really didn't really touch him.
But when you watch it again, different angles and slow motion, it did tag him. And I can, with as hard as the uh, uh, Fedor hits, I mean, I, I, I could see that happening. And they were nothing but respectful to each other. And uh, it was a great show of, 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 uh, of, of um, sportsmanship and, and, I don't know, I like watching that fight. You know, just you did? what did you think about the ending? So Rampage went down on his stomach. He looked like he was still totally conscious. Yeah. And kind of shook his head. I don't know what that shake in your head is. It's not tapping. It's like I'm done, or I have no idea what. Or he was upset with himself that he got hit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But anyway, the ref jumped in and called. The ref him. stopped it, and and. He didn't argue with the ref, so I think he was okay with the ref stopping it. Have you ever seen Rampage? Is he get mad at people? No. He shows great sportsmanship, but have you seen him have a interaction with someone where he's just mad at him before a fight? Um, I mean, they talk. They all talk, but... He, he was a really good um, pre-fight. You know, he got really... He was really sharp at, at, at pre-fight... Uh, uh, Smack talk and stuff. More uh, of a joking type of way. He seemed like he was. He seemed like mean, Ali. Not the mean kept. He didn't way. get no. And when he fought Chuck the first time, they were nothing but respectful to each other. You know, when the camera was on him, he'd be like, "I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him." And then when the camera was off, "Hey, what's up, Chuck? How you doing?" Um, there was no animosity, and I've never seen him. You know, with with animosity towards anyone, but. Um, it was it was a great fight to watch, I think, just because of the legends and it was in Tokyo and you know, seeing that he was okay right after right after the fight, he went over and posed with uh with uh Fedor and his his camp for a picture. He like photobombed. So I think he was alright and, and and you know, I I don't know. I, I I hope the best for him. I mean, whether he wants to fight again, go down to one or two oh five or whatever. I wish the best for him, but uh, he definitely uh, got tagged in that fight. Hey, you look like you put on a few pounds for this fight. You probably fought around 260. No, I thought he was like only 230-something. He looked bigger than that. He looked bigger than that, for sure. He didn't look like his 205 self. No, he didn't. And um, no. Um, and Fedor kind of made a, uh, kinda made a, uh, a weird... Um, statement after the fight it was kind of alluding to him retiring and i don't know if he retiring from i don't know was he saying goodbye to tokyo or just saying goodbye he's not going to fight anymore i couldn't really tell but i think he was retiring saying this is his last fight yeah oh he said since i think he wants to fight a couple more times since then yeah i just saw that somewhere that he wants to have a couple more fights before he's done yeah he he said something about that was it he started in Tokyo. Now he finished on a good note in Tokyo, and he's done. So he must have got some good, uh, good offers after that fight. It was a really cool. Uh, I've never seen him throw a straight right like that with a lot of speed. He like caught a rampage coming in and just caught him with a straight right, and it was like, bang! He just fell, you know, fell right in his belly. So that's that for that, guys. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to see Rampage fight again. Um, if he cut the weight and, and, he, and he wants to fight again, I wouldn't be against it. But I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm kind of up in the air. I don't want him to get hurt. But 
That was the first, the second time I think Rampage has even been stopped with punches. 265 he weighed in at. Oh, he did? Yeah. And, well, Fedor was 240. 240. Huh, 265. That's 60 pounds heavier than he usually fights. That's a shit ton of a lot. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. That is a shit, that's a shit ton of a lot of weight. So, well, we didn't see it go into deeper rounds to see how he did with his conditioning. But hmm. anyway, it's, you're not sure you want to see him fight again? No, no, but anyway, what else we got? Okay, let's talk about kind of interesting topic. Um, what do you guys think about that shooting? When I say what do you think about it, you usually hear a lot of uh, a lot of um, a lot of yelling about gun control and and you know terrorism and and just all kind of shit. But this there's this is really quiet. This this shooting. I mean, I haven't heard one thing about gun control. I haven't heard one thing about terrorism. All I'm hearing about is and and, and rightfully so. There's a fucking hero out there. I mean, this guy, this guy, within six seconds of that, the bad guy pulling out a, a shotgun and, and, and shooting people, right? You know how loud that is inside of a church and how much chaos and people running around? He had the presence of mind all within six seconds this happened from beginning to end. He had the presence of mind to not only draw his pistol... But to get a headshot on the on the bad guy with people in between him and the bad guy. And he was still able to get off that one fatal headshot and end the whole thing. This guy probably would have just started killing people left and right. Except there was like six people with guns. I'm sure someone would have shot him. <laughs> but just the Well, just speed. to be clear, this was a church where? Yeah, in Texas. In Texas. <laughs> In Texas, there's more people. There, in in one ch- church setting in Texas, I bet you there are more people that are legally armed than in a city in Los Angeles at any given time. A city of, I'll say, 3 million people. There was 200 people in that church. 240 people in that church. And I bet there were more legally armed people in that one church in Texas than there are in an entire city in in Los Angeles, what does that tell you? I I don't know why you bring a gun into a shoot up a church in Texas. That's what it tells me. Yeah, yeah. Why would you bring a gun into a church unless you want to die? You could do it in L.A. and probably you know you you'd be fine. Nobody would have a gun there. But I mean, they're sure we're in Texas. So anyway, that's 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 a little something we we could talk about. You could re, uh, remark in the. In the comments, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, just what are your thoughts on this? Is a little political, but not really. Kind of, you know, we're kind of we're it's getting a edgy. Political. It's sad that the shooting. You have to specify which shooting you're talking about. But yeah, I don't know what the answer is, but that was their answer in Texas. But unfortunately, two people did get killed. That two people did get killed. But I would be willing to bet anything if that if that what was his name the 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 hero? Oh, I don't know. The hero, the hero, um, the hero, if it wasn't for that hero, um, there'd probably be probably ten times as many, as many, uh, as many deaths. I mean, this guy, from the first shot, 
that the bad guy, right, shot till he was dead was six seconds. Six seconds. This guy was like a hero. He was a calm and cool badass. His name was Jack Wilson. So he was part of a voluntary security team. Basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jack Wilson is a hero. He's a badass. Jack Wilson is the new badass right now of fucking the USA. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> a, a headshot like that. Like with people in between him. A moving target. And he got him with one shot right to the head. With that calmness and coolness under fire. And that's the calmness and coolness that a martial artist has to have in a, in a, in a hand-to-hand hand attack. Because it's the same thing. It's the, name, it's the same thing. The adrenaline with all the fine motor movements, you know, they disappear. So it has to be trained over and over and over. This guy must have been so well trained that he was just calm and cool. It would be like if someone attacked you in the street with your hands, right? Most guys just all of a sudden they panic and they just start flailing away. Where, where a trained you know, fighter, a trained martial artist, you know, he'll keep his composure. And that's what, what, uh, what was it, Jack Wilson? Jack Wilson. Jack he Wilson did. He was a did. firearms instructor, it says, too. Oh, my God. He must have done that so many times. That just tells you guys... You need to practice, drill, practice, drill, practice, drill all day long. It has to be embedded in your muscle memory. Well, especially, you can practice and get good at things, whether it's riding a skateboard or performing surgery or whatever, but this is what you're talking about. The difference is the adrenaline dump of being in that situation. He just reacted. Yeah. Like, to be able to react and to still perform that skill under a stressful situation that's, is impressive that's badass that's a lot of training that is a lot of training like if someone someone attacked me right in the street I've, I've been training so long and so repetitive so many times i would instinctively my i would react right boom i, I would know what to do but if i had my gun which I, I i qualify with my gun but if someone did that i don't think i would have the wherewithal to 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 pull my weapon out, right, find the shooter, right, through a bunch of people, you know, a moving target and be able to do that. I don't think I'd be able to. So that tells me that not only do I have to practice all the time my unarmed martial art, I and I do practice with my knife a lot. I think if a knife attack happened, I think I'd be, my, my muscle memory would kick in then. I practice my knife a lot. Like sometimes I'll be watching a show a TV show, and I'll be in my room practicing. But I don't practice enough with my gun, and I'm going to have to start because that's the, that's the highest of the hierarchy. Like, to me, the base is hand-to-hand, and people say, well, why would you train with your hands if you're going to get a gun? Because it's like building your house on a solid foundation, and you have to, you have to train for the worst. So I train with my, with my empty hands more than anything else. I practice with my knife, probably second, and then I practice with a gun, not nearly enough. But I'm gonna start. You should come. We should start, start uh, doing some shooting over at the house. Yeah, over the range. I never know. Hitting that target at a range would be hard. That this guy shot. I saw the video. It was across the church. It was impressive. With movement and shooting and adrenaline, it was unfucking believable. It just tells you, you have to be training, guys. You have to be training. 
And when you see people get hit on the street and they don't know what to do, or they get grabbed and they start just swinging wildly, that can get you killed too, right? So you have to be practicing these movements. They have to be embedded in your muscle, muscle memory because that adrenaline dump is unbelievable. If you've never had it, guys, believe me, not only does it make you tired like that, I mean, you get tired hitting the bag after about 10 minutes, okay? In a street situation that's that you consider, that your body can t- considers fight or flight, that adrenaline dump is so, so significant that you, within, within 10 seconds, you're like, because <sighs> your heart is just pounding. And, and to make up for that, you have to... Uh, Breathe like crazy. So, anyway, guys, my my lesson here because of our our hero, uh, Jack Wilson, is I'm gonna start training my gun more. I'm gonna keep training my 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 empty hands the same amount. I'm gonna keep training my knife the same amount, but I'm gonna start using my gun more. Training. Training. <laughs> One thing is just the draw. The draw itself can be so demanding with all that adrenaline rush. You know what I mean? Just just drawing it and deploying it and pointing it is so uh is so uh you know it just it so much adrenaline going it would be so hard because you got some you got some fine motor skills in drawing your weapon. So just the fact that he drew it, boom, he's a hero. I mean he's he's a stud. Just the fact that he was able to shoot through people that were moving He's even more of a stud. And, and the fact that he got a headshot the first time, he's a fucking, he's a badass. Badass. Kind of like the dude that landed the plane in the river full of people. Remember him all yeah. over the news? Captain uh, Sully. Sullenberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, was, he like became a national yeah, hero. Yeah. For, Sully, yeah. It's even harder to become a national hero with a gun in our country, but... Yeah, but this, this guy's a national. He is a national hero now, and so was the other guy landing that plane. It was in New York, and uh, they made a movie about it. And uh, he saved, he saved what, uh, hundred plane full of people. Yeah. yeah, saved every one of them. And this guy, you could, you could, you could, uh, you know, well, could, that, did you see that movie though? Yeah, the insurance company didn't necessarily want to pay out, saying he could have landed the plane or other stuff. That actually is a good movie. So not only that, they were they were trying to blame it on him, like he landed the in the in the in the in the was it a river? It's a river, yeah. He landed in the river, but he could have made it back and just landed in the in the uh, at at the airport. They're like, yeah, you fucked up, and he went back and they proved it through all this. Uh, you know, testing flight simulations. I was wondering how they were going to make a whole movie out of that, but actually, it was a pretty good movie. It was a good movie, yeah. And I was, yeah, I was. I, that was who was the, the main actor in that? Tom Hanks, probably. Tom Hanks. He yeah. does those roles. So we got a few minutes left. I got a question. So, at podcast what number one eleven? Well, I don't. What have we talked about for one hundred and eleven podcasts? I don't know, but. We got a new year. It's a new year. You know what we're going to we do this year? We should have some goals for the new year. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give you one. Um He's an orthopedic surgeon and I am an orthopedic patient. Are we going to live cast your shoulder surgery? No, but we are going <laughs> to I'm not having surgery. But it's getting so much better, it's unbelievable. But anyway, um what we are going to do is we're going to we're going to talk about my therapy that I'm doing for it. Okay, I think we should do, even though it's going to be, I bet you it's a lot better than it was a month ago. We should do an MRI. 
And then I think we should bring in one of those little like things and show the different joints and, and different. Oh, I got all that stuff. So I, I'd like to show the shoulder first, just because the shoulder to me is just so, it's so interesting. There's so many, you know, little things. You get the impingements, you get the frozen shoulder, you know, the, the encapsulation. You get, you get all the, the, the tendons, you know, then you get, you know, it's, 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 so, it's such an interesting uh, joint. And, and it, can, it can fuck up in so many ways. I think unlike any other. And remember this. I forget the guy's name. Scapula is the shoulder and the shoulder is the scapula. Was it? I don't know. Well, is he back, that guy? I don't know. Poor guy. John's got a new hero online. But I, mean, I think he has cancer. Yeah. I think he has cancer. I just saw his, one of his latest videos and he has cancer. But since I've watched him, there's a bunch of other guys. There's a couple of really funny, uh, entertaining and educational uh, uh Physical therapist Bob and Brad, um, and there's some guys that really put out some good content out there. I've been, I've been checking out, but um, I don't think I'll need surgery for this. But it's well, we'll talk about it. But I see in my office, we see the younger patients with overuse. That's what I see a big portion in my office with athletes that do the same sport all year round, whether they're throwing or playing basketball. And then we see the middle aged guys that start to tear stuff that are very active. And then we have the older group that tears a rotator cuff. Pretty common, just degenerative tears. Things that just happen, not necessarily from anything in particular. But we see all those in the office. And the shoulder, you're right, the shoulder can cause a lot of different problems. But people come in my office because they can't sleep, or they're in pain all the time, or they can't do what they want to do. I mean, those are the things that finally get people to come in. I think a lot of people live with certain levels of shoulder pain that they just tolerate. But once you can't sleep at night, or you can't do the things that you really enjoy doing, people end up in the office wanting to get fixed. So Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in the shoulder. Yeah, it was. And I've been super stubborn with it, and, and so I've been doing everything I shouldn't be doing, but I'm not going to not do it. And it's getting, you know, it's been getting, you know, it's gotten worse and better and worse and better. And um, so I think that would be a great topic for you guys. And if you guys have anything you want to, uh, you know, if you have any medical thing, UFC thing, self-defense thing, any kind of topic you want to hear about, let us know because we got the doc here and we got uh, Pitmaster here and we can cover a whole, I've never said this word in, 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 in my Are podcast. you making up another word right now? No, this is a real word. <laughs> this is the word. It's a whole plethora. Oh, plethora. That's a good word. That's a real word. We have a whole plethora of things that we can talk about because between the two of us, we've kind of been there, done that. So anyway... Best podcast, share us, like us, tell everybody about us, and we will see you next week. Till next time, John. Thanks.